at least NFL free agency has made things seem normal. Welcome to the This Is Believeland podcast. The Cleveland Browns have been fairly active in free agency. Uh, they've made some moves that I like and some moves that I'm necessarily not so sure. Some moves that I really could care less about. Let's start off with the moves I like. Case Keenum. They needed a backup. They needed a quarterback. Who knows the system. And that's Case Keenum. Um, going with Kevin Stefanski and his new offense, they're going to need someone to help Baker Mayfield learn the ins and outs. The, you know, everything about that offense. And Case Keenum does that. He was successful in Minnesota. He can help Baker Mayfield. Um, I've compared Baker Mayfield to Case Keenum before. I think those two quarterbacks are more similar than a lot of people want to admit. And I think that having two quarterbacks that are have relatively similar strengths and weaknesses will help the overall uh, installation of the game plan. And if for some reason Baker Mayfield gets hurt or he struggles again, they have someone who is similar, who knows the offense already, that can step in and take over. Um, the term of the contract should tell you all you need to know about how this front office may or may not feel about Baker Mayfield because they've aligned his contract up perfectly with how Baker Mayfield's contract is and when they have to make decisions. Because if Baker Mayfield struggles again this year, they might decline that fifth-year option, which means next year will be the final year under his contract. And in year three of Case Keenum's deal, they'll have a rookie, which he can teach the offense to that guy. The, the three-year contract term is not an accident. It was done with a very clear um, idea in mind. It's that if, if Mayfield is unable to perform up to the level that everyone expects of him, they needed an out, and they have that. Another signing I liked was Jack Conklin. They needed a right tackle. Chris Hubbard's terrible. And I was concerned for a moment that this new front office would go into next season, whenever that starts, with three rookie offensive linemen, or two rookie tackles and Wyatt Teller. Now, Jack Conklin, it's a three-year deal, it's short, it's front-loaded, I love it. <laughs> they really just needed to upgrade the right tackle position, and this also leads them to be able to be open to any possibility at 10 in the draft. They don't necessarily have to take a tackle now. Because they already have one of the positions taken care of. They could, let's say, if for some reason Isaiah Simmons is still available, they could take him. That would be great. But they don't need to necessarily take a left tackle at 10. Because they can address that maybe in round 2, if they wish. All the options are available to them, and that's good. Some moves I really don't care about. They signed Kevin Johnson, corner. Used to play for the Texans and the Bills. He does nothing for me. Um, he's okay. He's fine. Um, I know a lot of people were uh, <laughs> giving him some love because of uh, some PFF grades. Um, context and volume is very important in those. He didn't play a whole lot. He was a third corner, slot corner. Browns need a slot corner, so awesome. But I'm not going to sit here and pound the table and say this move was great because of uh, some number system 
says it is. I mean, this is the same people that said Darius Slate was bad last year, so let's put this into uh, realization here. Sometimes those numbers aren't everything. Another move I'm meh about, um, kick returner. They signed a kick returner. Awesome. I did not like Dontrell Hilliard one bit. Uh, and they signed Jojo Natson. He's He went to Akron, comes back to Ohio. Awesome. Carl Joseph is another guy they signed. Uh, Carl Joseph is fine. Uh, they needed a safety. The question with Carl Joseph is always health. And when you're making those decisions, if he stays healthy, you might as well count on him not being healthy. Because if you play the if he stays healthy card, then he should be good. You're, you're making a gamble that you're probably going to lose. There's, you know, they always say the house always wins. Uh, when the house is health, and uh, and the uh, them winning turns out that not being healthy, the house would always win in this scenario. So I wouldn't necessarily count on Carl Joseph being healthy all year. If he is, awesome. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, yes, Carl Joseph. That they need to still get two more safeties. If you if you're asking me. Another move they made is they uh, signed Andrew Billings from the Cincinnati Bengals. He's a defensive tackle. Andrew Billings is fine. Should slot into the normal rotation with Larry Ogunjobi and Sheldon Richardson. Uh, but again, I'm not going to sit here and pound the table and say he's great. Between the three of them, they should be fine. That is assuming they keep Sheldon Richardson. Uh, Sheldon Richardson makes a lot of money, and I could see them looking to play some funny games. Uh contract-wise. This is something I've expected for some time, so if it does happen, um, I would be surprised if it doesn't. That actually would be kind of surprising. Um, some moves I de don't necessarily like at all. Um, I'll start with B.J. Goodson. B.J. Goodson, uh, he's played for the Packers and the Giants. He's a linebacker. He's a thumper. He's a like a run tackler. So essentially, they signed a two-down linebacker in a league that's pass-heavy. He's going to be useful for two games a year against the Ravens. Outside of that, I mean, this guy's not going to have that much of a value, in my opinion. If you can't cover as a linebacker, then what the hell are you doing? You, you might as... This is a complete, just honestly, waste of a roster spot. If you're signing guys because of their run-tackling ability... As a linebacker, you you have lots of problems. I mean, they don't even have any linebackers on their roster. So I, I guess if if their idea is just bring somebody in for the sake of bring somebody in, awesome. But my problem is is that they let Christian Kirksey and Joe Schobert walk. They both signed contracts that were very much affordable, that they could have made work in their in their you know, their salary cap and how everything is constructed on their roster right now. Getting rid of Chris Hubbard would be able to pay for like half of one of their contracts. And if they let Olivier Vernon go, there's the rest of the money. But instead we have B.J. Goodson, who is atrocious in coverage. The linebackers right now are Mac Wilson and Takitaki. I'm not going to sit here and say any of those guys are great. They still have a lot to prove. But if you're going into next season with B.J. Goodson... 
Wilson and Taki Taki, you've got some major problems. They need to sign at least two more linebackers, maybe even draft one. And, you know, guys who can cover. Because if you're only stocking up on run-stopping run linebackers, that's terrible roster construction. Now, the other move that a lot of people are, are loving, and I'm not necessarily that high on, Austin Hooper. This is not about Austin Hooper, the player. Austin Hooper is a good pass-catching tight end. It's about his overall fit with the roster, how much money he's going to get paid, and the failure to evaluate the strengths and weaknesses of their own team. I understand the decision to get Austin Hooper is motivated by Kevin Stefanski and the tight ends and the heavy usage, all other crap. But you made him the highest paid player at the position. How often does making a player the highest paid at the position in free agency work? It, it doesn't. <laughs> that is just a complete failure most of the time. And sure, Austin Hooper might put up good numbers. But my problem is, is that you look at the rest of the roster. They already have Odell Beckham Jr. They have Jarvis Landry. They have whatever the hell Dave Njoku is. Now you're at Austin Hooper to that mix. You're adding a whole bunch of pass catchers to a quarterback whose strength is throwing the ball less. The numbers and statistics and overall performance say the more Baker Mayfield throws the ball, the worse off he is. And you're bringing in weapons for the passing game. You know where that money would have better been used for? Um, I don't know, maybe Joe Schobert, Christian Kirksey, a different linebacker, another offensive lineman, a safety. But instead we're paying $44 million to a tight end to catch passes from a quarterback who is better when they run the ball more. They don't even understand the strengths and weaknesses of their own quarterback. Why are you adding pass catchers to this offense? What you need is linemen. What you need to is to fix the defense, because the defense is a joke right now. I mean, outside of outside of Miles Garrett, is there one guy you could say you is going to be good two years from now on that on that defense? That you can say yes, right now he's good. Now he'll be good two years from now. No, you can't. Because we don't know about Denzel Ward's health issues. We don't know about Greedy Williams and what he's going to do. They have no safeties. They have no linebackers. Who knows what Larry Ogunjobi's going to be next year. Sheldon Richardson won't be on the team in two years. Olivier Vernon, this is going to be his last year on the team. There is no long-term plan on the defense. This money could have been spent on the defense. This money also could have been spent to... Get another offensive lineman, a right guard maybe, maybe a left tackle. Because I know a lot of people are high on Wyatt Teller for some reason, but he's replaceable. And if they don't have to pigeonhole themselves by taking a tackle at 10th overall, maybe they go spend that money on one. Doesn't have to be a long-term deal. Doesn't have to be some long contract, but it would have been worth the uh, exploring instead of as soon as the tampering period opened, agreeing to a four-year, $44 million deal with Austin Hooper. It seems like they don't even know how to evaluate their own roster, and they're just making moves 
that seem appealing to them or are going to fit their system. When you're making moves based off of system fit and not your ability to adapt to a player's strengths over who is available, you've already set yourself up for failure. It doesn't matter what your system is or how good you think it is. If you can't adapt to the strengths and weaknesses of a player, you have problems. And that's where we're at right now. They're going to try and get Baker Mayfield to throw the ball more, maybe? I don't know what they're doing. I really don't understand at all what this is. This is a complete, just, even when the, you know, the nerds come in, they are still mismanaging everything. They really are. This isn't some magical plan that they put together that's going to have everything work out. What this is is just guys who went to Ivy League schools fucking things up this time. That's what this is. I'm not going to sit here and say that these guys have the answers, because they don't. I mean, the only way anything that they're doing right now makes sense is if they end up trading one of their two receivers, and if they do that, they might as well trade the second one, because the other one won't be happy. I just, I don't understand what their long-term plan is. They say they have one. I don't. I don't say they have one. I say they're making moves for the sake of making moves for some of these. There is no long-term vision here. One-year plans and contracts aren't long-term vision. There is no alignment there. What this is, is they're trying to sign guys to a one-year deal, get them to perform so they can leave and sign somewhere else. On paper, that works. But when you have a team and a franchise that's dealt with roster turnover year after year after year, you can't do that. You need to have some sort of consistency. You just can't keep signing guys in their mid-20s who have injury histories and hope that they can perform in the one year you have them. They're not built for that right now. They have to establish something first before they do that. And honestly, that strategy of signing players in that manner is better suited for one to two positions and maybe a a role-playing type thing. But right now, Carl Joseph's the starting safety. B.J. Goodson is probably a starting linebacker. I'm not thrilled with those with those signings. To to be like, yes, this is the answer. Again, it's not about Austin Hooper the player. Austin Hooper the player is fine. He's put up good numbers. But when you look at the overall roster construction of the Cleveland Browns, his money could have been spent on other parts of the roster for guys for more than one year who don't have an injury history and, you know, could maybe, I don't know, fit the strengths and weaknesses of their own quarterback. This this just seems like they're setting up Baker Mayfield for failure when he already didn't have that much of a chance. Mm-hmm.